Aisha. What up, Coach? <laughs> What up, Sean? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. So, uh, when you first came to be involved with Orange Arrow, I couldn't help myself but to say Aisha. But then, I mean, you're so, you're so, <laughs> you're so young, and so were you aware of the connection between me saying that and the song? Actually, I was because every time somebody says my name. So the song we're referring to is another bad creation, one of the boy groups when I was growing up that were very popular. One of their most popular songs was Aisha, so I couldn't resist myself. So pretty much every time we speak, I uh, I, at least I want to say it. I try not to say it every time, though, because I know you're like, gosh, you're wearing me out. <laughs> but I'm pretty used to it now. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, um, so you 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 are originally from Ohio. Yep. This time of quarantine, where are you now? I'm in Los Angeles, California. So, My mom she recently moved out here last year, so I'm here with her. So you're in Cali, and so off air, when I asked where were you located right now, you said Cali, and I said I'm going going back back to Cali Cali. Which is a notorious B.I.G. song you, you, that you were clueless about. And and so the next question yeah. is, can you name three notorious B.I.G. songs? Um, I could probably name like one. The one that's like, I love it when you call me Big Pop. Is that, is that one? <laughs> that is that one. <laughs> That is one. That's one. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Okay. All right. You got one. Can you, can you give me two more? Yeah. <laughs> um, nope. That's, that's hilarious. Great. All right. How about this? Since you're in California, though, know, Tupac, can you name three Tupac songs? Nope. I can't even name you one. Honestly. Are you serious? I could just name you. Yeah, no. I can't name you any. Wow. What type of... I feel like, though, if I heard... I feel like if I heard a song by Tupac, I would recognize it, but I just don't know, like, the name off the top of my head. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Cool. Yeah. All right, so so let's continue. I got a little, we're going to play a little game called This or That. All right. Choose one or the other. You cannot straddle the fence. No gray area. So. All right. Text or call? Call, definitely. Seriously. Seriously, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm the type of person like I like to hear your voice when we when we talk because then there's no way of miscommunication, none of that. That's a great point. And I feel like calling you get to the point faster. That's a great point. That's a great point. I would think somebody your you know the younger generation that they will lean towards text. So so building upon that, now when you call, is the majority FaceTime or is it regular phone call? Um, it depends. If I'm talking to, like, my friends, it's majority FaceTiming. But if I'm having more of, like, a business call, more of, like, a more serious call, it's usually over the phone. It's interesting. That became, I, I found out a couple of years ago that those that are in your age range, FaceTime is, is, is the most preferred form of communication. But, but it's really interesting because I remember there was a couple of interns, members of the Pitt football team. They will FaceTime each other, but they wouldn't look at each other. 
And so they'll just have the phone somewhere else. I'm like, what's the point of FaceTiming if y'all not go look at each other? Is it the same yeah, for you? Yeah, sometimes that's the thing. Sometimes, like, I'll just have the phone in my hand with the comfort of, like, knowing that you're there and that I can see you at any time I get. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. I got another one for you. So would you okay. rather lose the ability to read or lose the ability to speak? I would definitely lose the ability to read. Yeah. Because I feel like speaking is your main form of communication. And if I couldn't speak, I wouldn't ever know what's going on. And also, at any time, you could have somebody read anything to you. So, I feel like I would lose the ability to read definitely. Okay. I like that. I like that. One more. Last one. Now, would you rather have... Okay. Would you rather have all traffic lights that you approach be green or never have to stand in line again so i'm gonna ask you again would you rather have all traffic lights that you approach be green or would you rather never have to stand in line again um i would probably have to go with never standing in line again because although waiting at traffic lights is sometimes annoying right if they're if they were always green i feel like it would be a lot of accidents happening all over the place okay and also i'm very impatient so when it comes to standing in line <laughs> I'm, and i'm like i don't want to do this anymore so take that away <laughs> all right fair <laughs> enough fair enough <laughs> so um aisha muhammad you are originally from ohio tell me about your um early beginnings where are you from the school sports you played yeah, so when I was growing up, probably from age four to fourth grade, I lived in Painesville, Ohio, which is a little bit outside of Cleveland, probably like three, five minutes. And then in sixth grade, I moved to Mentor, Ohio, stayed there all the way up until my graduation year in high school. Um, Mentor, Ohio, probably five minutes from Painesville, 25 minutes outside of Cleveland also. So I was there the majority of my life. Went to high school there, everything there. So what sports did you play? Um, I played volleyball from seventh grade to my junior year of high school. And then I also ran track from seventh grade to now. So why did you decide not to play volleyball your senior year? So actually what happened was my junior year, I ran summer track. So I was out of town. I was at Junior Olympics, Junior Nationals, whatever you want to call it. And when the volleyball tryouts took place, I wasn't in town. I was actually out at a track meet, so I missed the tryout. And the coach actually told me I could try out at a later date. But at that point in time, I knew I wanted to run college track. So my main focus was just to focus on track. So I just stayed out of volleyball and focused on track. I didn't want to get hurt or anything, so... I just stayed the track route. That makes sense. That makes sense. So going to track in high school, what events did you run? I ran every single track meet. I ran the 100 hurdles. I would come back and run the 4 by 2 Then I would run the 300-meter hurdles and then come back and run the 4 by 2 every mm. track meet. Oof. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were, <laughs> you were knocked out after after those meets. 
on those bus rides probably back for, back to mentor. And it was about if we had two track meets a week, one like dual meet and one um what they call it. It was like invitational. Like invitational. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like I ran track two in Ohio, you know what I mean? O H I O. So so you went to college, you went to Pitt as a track athlete. What other schools were you considering going to? Um, I was also considering going to Ohio State, Michigan State, University of Michigan, and Eastern Michigan. And so why you decide on Pitt? So I decided to go to Pitt because when I came on my visit here and I met Coach Roberts and Coach West, they had the best plan for my success. And I really felt like what they were telling me and the plan that they were giving me was what I was going to be most successful in. And when I went to other schools, they they were okay, but they just didn't seem as enthusiastic of me being there. They were more worried about having multiple people in the same event and, you know, focusing on a team title, which is, which is not an issue. That's always one of the main goals of the coaches to bring in a team title. But Coach Roberts and Coach Webb, they really never mentioned it. They just mentioned how I was going to be the most successful for myself. So that was probably the main reason why I chose to go to it. That's, that's actually good that you brought that up, especially for young student athletes who will be going through the recruiting process. So not only are the universities and the coaches, are they evaluating the, stu- the student, the student athlete, but it's also important for the student athlete to evaluate the university that they're going to, how their coaches respond to, do you feel welcome? Yeah. Do you feel like you're going to be taken care of, or you're just one of the numbers and you might you may get uh, forgotten about? So I'm glad you brought that up because that that's a critical point. And one of the main things that still to this day stick out to me about my visit at Pitt was when I had my phone call, my meeting with Coach Roberts, and he offered me my scholarship, any of that. The first thing he said was to me. We had two girls. The other girl actually came on my visit with me. He said, we had two girls that we both wanted to bring you in, but we decided to only bring one hurdler in because of the relationship that you have with your mom. And if anybody knows me, my mom, we're like, we're like best friends. So to me, that was a big deal. And even to this day, every time I go into his office, anything, Aisha, how's your mom doing? How's your family? So it's not only about traffic fuel there but they also are worried about me as a whole they always make sure my family is good so that was the big part of it also that's huge that huge that's huge and so let's talk about at Pitt the student at the student side of being a student athlete what's your major my major is health services and management and I'm getting a certificate in administration and justice awesome and so graduation yeah, Sunday. Sunday. Virtual graduation, yes. Wow. So, 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 how are you dealing with this time of uncertainty, uh, quarantine, with this transition? I mean, I mean, how are you dealing with it? I, it's been a lot. Yeah, it's been a lot, but I mean, at first it was kind of sad because we're, I was just thinking, all oh, my senior track season is gone. Like, I won't get to finish the rest of my senior year, but thankfully I'll be able to come back next year and really have the senior year that I was hoping for, although I'll be technically a this year senior. 
um, that's still good. But academically, I feel like being online, being over Zoom was a little bit harder just because I feel like we had more work and it was just kind of harder to focus at home. Yeah. But as a whole, the transition hasn't been, it hasn't been too bad, actually. It's actually been okay, not too bad. That's interesting that you said about the um, learning remotely. And it seems to be consistent, those working from home or taking up in school from home, that it feels like people are having more work <laughs> now that they're remote. Because I don't know if, if those who are providing, give, distributing the work, they feel like they have to put more so it can be more validating, validated. But yeah, yeah, people are like, man, this is wearing me out. I'm tired of this. I don't know it is. Yeah, and Zoom class is not it. Dude, there's so many issues regarding Zoom class. Like... Our teachers are always having issues with it. They don't know how to work it. <laughs> like, there's never any certainty with Zoom. So, I personally would rather be in class. But although, like, this time it's nice to have a break from everything, I would rather be in class in school. So, not only an outstanding student, not only an outstanding athlete, but you found time to get back to your local community in Pittsburgh through Orange Arrow. So how did you first find out about OA? How did you get involved? Um, I found out about OA because one day I went into the Life Skills office. Shout out to them. I'm always in there. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, you're like your honorary <laughs> member. Lou, <laughs> Penny, the whole crew. <laughs> right. <laughs> So one day I went into Penny's office and he was telling me about, oh, one of my old teammates, he runs a nonprofit called Orangero. And I was like, oh, tell me about it. So he just started telling me how um, you ran a nonprofit for boys, but you were introducing a girls program. And some of the student athletes at the time were helping you out with it. And he told me that I would be a good person to get involved with it. So... That's when he emailed you, and then I believe either I emailed you or you emailed me, but we connected, and then we met, and then from there, I was here. Yeah, yeah, we've been rocking ever since. That was a couple years ago. Yeah, probably. It was like February of my sophomore year. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And a half years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a little time. It's been a little time. And I'm glad Penny made that connection. You've been a tremendous ally and support for us. I mean, there's so many things that we all experienced together. What's some of your favorite memories? I see you laughing already. You probably got a couple in mind. Yes, my, my top favorite memory with Penny is to be the last year, 2019 Summer Academy. Okay. That has to be my favorite memory. Just because seeing some of the students outside of like a classroom area is so much different. Like you get to see their true personalities. You get to see what they're really like on a daily basis. They open up to you more. Right. Some of the things we played, like um, the card game with the, you know, the coaching game. Yes, yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Are, you, are, are, you're talking about the one we put on, on the forehead, the trust game, or the one, the, uh, know, the, the one. roster? Yes. Yes. Game. Got you. Yes. <laughs> we were, every time we played, we were always laughing. Always. Some of, the, some of the students that we had during them. So that definitely was 
probably my fat memory. Second to that would probably have to be some of our office time trying to um, do the, this is a pen, a what, a pen, oh, a pen. <laughs> <laughs> I almost forgot about that. That took a little while. And you know what? It just made me think about the time we had a discussion. It was, it was uh, who was that? It was you, Jesse, Lucas, I believe, and myself, or maybe Lucas wasn't there. And we're trying to dis- decide where this building on campus is actually located. And you all thought it was a run direction. Yes. Yeah, Jesse and I, that's what it was. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. That yes. time and then the time with you, me, and Lucas discussing the throw pillow. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. To throw, not to throw. And then you fall on the wrong side of that discussion, um, throwing the pillow, to have throw pillows. That's the incorrect side. Always, always. <laughs> throw them all, throw them away, throw them away because you don't need Never them. Them. You need them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so this has been cool. I, um, I meant to say this earlier because I apologize. We were supposed to been have this podcast interview a long time ago. You've been gone, giving me a hard time for a while. And so, even when I reached out to you, I, uh, you know, to set the time for this podcast, and you was like, about time. So, <laughs> so officially, yes. you know, I'm apologizing. It took so long to have the homie, Coach Aisha, <laughs> uh, on board for the podcast. So, <clears throat> say it again. At least we got there. Yeah, we got there. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, what would you say to other college student athletes, whether it's at Pitt or other universities that are considering being involved with Orange Arrow? What would you say to them? So actually, this is a conversation that a lot of student athletes and I have a lot, have a lot, because obviously I'm involved a lot with student athletes, but most of the time, I would basically tell them that OA is a great opportunity to give back to younger student athletes that want to be in your position. But not only is it an opportunity to give back, it's an opportunity to help them learn and to help them grow into their student athlete roles. And I put more emphasis on the student part of it because that's also a big part in being an athlete. You always have to be a student before an athlete. So I would tell them, to always make sure that they're helping them. Sorry, my issue is what that was. It is, it is virtual podcasting. I get it. Go ahead. <laughs> so I would tell them just to um, do the best they can and help mentoring the young student athletes because in one day the younger athletes want to be in their position. And so let me ask the follow up to that question. Has it helped you personally develop in any way? Being involved with Orange Arrow? Actually, it has. I was going to talk to you about this, but we might as well talk about it now. So, actually, you know I'm going to grad school soon. And actually, like, speaking with Penny and Lou, it made me realize that, like, the nonprofit world and things like that are, um, it's a good fit for me. So, actually, it's something that I want to become more involved in. And I'm leaning towards getting my certificate, actually and nonprofits and things like that. So I think that working with Orange Arrow and you and seeing you and the kids have helped me realize that this is something that I want to do more frequently. That's awesome. That's great to hear because we need more people like yourself in this industry. I mean, now that you're talented, you're passionate, you're great with kids, 
your hard worker. And I remember now I'm thinking back to that summer academy that you uh, that you brought up, how we would meet in the morning. And uh, so we had our schedule. Then other student athletes would meet us as well. And that one day it was raining. We so we had to take the stuff from one side of campus to the other, and we oh, we, yes, we, yes. we threw our, our hoods on. We had a, we had the the Powerade drinks and everything we needed, and we were going back and forth. And so like the, the kids didn't even see the behind the scenes work. They just know when it was there, everything was set up, was gone. But I mean the the, the sacrifice we had to do, sacrifice and sleep and time to be able to make it happen, and and you did it with a smile and a, and um and a joy that that uh suits you well to be in this industry. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure we we met at what seven a.m. every day. Yeah. And some days before that, I lift. I had to lift before, so I'd be up at six for the lift and then come down. But I never had an issue with it because I already knew the outcome. It was going to be a fun day. And it was going to be a good time. I always knew. Never. It was never a problem. Yeah, and and remind you, it was the summer, so you lifted in in the morning. Then you come in and then meet right. lower campus. Uh, to make this happen, so like, yeah, you, you're built for this. Definitely, you're built for this. And so, uh, so as we wrap up, where do you see Orange Arrow going from here? Um, I see Orange Arrow expanding a lot, actually. So when I first met you, Orange Arrow was just in Pittsburgh, and now you have it down in Miami, also. So I see Orange Arrow becoming a nationwide program. Not just in Miami and Pittsburgh, but all over at different colleges, different schools, different areas of the world, you know, helping out in any way possible. Awesome. It, maybe we'll go to Cali. We could play I'm going, going back, back to yeah. Cali, Cali. Yeah, I'm gonna go look that time. I'll send it to you afterwards. So, so I got you. I'm gonna school you. I got you. I got you, Coach Aisha. Aisha, thank you for your time. Thank you for your continued support of OA. Really, really appreciate it. I mean, not only I appreciate it, our team appreciate it. The uh, the student athletes, the both boys and girls, because you really helped us. You know, launch the girls program. I mean, take your time. You will go to practice, leave practice, pick up the pizza drive to a school like Southbrook and teach the girls. Sometimes you got to teach the girls and the boys and you're helping the others, your colleagues, college student athletes come along as well as assistant coach learning from you. I mean, you have been such a huge asset to us. So on the bottom of my heart, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Be safe out there and um, take aim. Away. Take aim. Peace. Bye-bye.